game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Vancouver Canucks route the Edmonton Oilers 6-1 tonight at Rogers Place. Cooper Marodi with the only goal for the Edmonton Oilers as their record drops to 1-2 and two in the preseason. They're back at it tomorrow against the Calgary Flames. 2-1 for Vancouver after the first period. The Oilers actually outshot Vancouver in the first, had a lot of pressure, and it was a game, Rob, that the Oilers were very much in after 20 minutes despite trailing on the scoreboard. And then you slowly go through the second period, and it's slipping away, slipping away, slipping away. 4-1 Vancouver after two. They go on to win 6-1. Well, the Oilers were in control in the first period, and then uh, they make a mistake near the end of the, the period to give up the, the, the go-ahead goal for, for Beagle. And in the second period, the, the veteran lineup that the Vancouver Canucks dressed took over. Uh, they started pushing, and the Oilers, who had inexperience in their lineup in, the, in this game tonight, weren't able to push back. Uh, the Oilers didn't get the big save when they needed, and the one thing that the Oilers were very guilty of tonight was poor puck management. Uh, a number of the Canucks opportunities came off of uh, misplays by the Oilers, whether it be at the blue line uh, where, where they turned the puck over, the, the low one. Uh, Neil twice turned the puck over right around his own blue line. The one turned into a breakaway goal. I believe that was Horvat that scored. So the Oilers had control of the puck, and within five seconds, the Vancouver Canucks had grade-A scoring chances and twice breakaways. So the Oilers were, were not good with the puck on their stick tonight, and part of it was... Uh, just they did not have a lineup as strong tonight dressed as the Vancouver Canucks did. Special teams a story tonight as as well. Late in the first period, the Oilers went on a on a double minor as Levo got a high sticking four minutes for a high sticking penalty and. I mean, the Edmonton didn't do much. And then on the other side of it, two power play goals for Vancouver in the second period. Obviously, the PK was a huge weakness for Edmonton last year. 30th, second last in the NHL. And it was two power play goals for the Canucks in the second tonight. Yeah, the, the Oilers had a miscommunication on the first power play goal against uh, the defenseman and the, the Ford misread each other and didn't get the guy back door, even though... On that, the puck came through the crease. Koskinen had a stick in the right area, and somehow he missed the puck. It went right underneath his stick, so Koskinen probably could have broke that pass up. And then the second power play goal Vancouver scored, to me, that one's on Koskinen. Uh, the, the Oilers kept the Canucks to the outside. It was a non-screen play, and the puck was able to, to get past Koskinen far side. So you don't look too much into specialty teams in the preseason simply because a lot of the guys playing them aren't going to be the guys there for the regular season. So uh, it was just a tough night where a Vancouver team was just too strong for an Edmonton team that was game when they played in Vancouver. They just did not have the same type of energy here tonight. Koskinen plays the first two periods. He makes 19 saves on 23 shots. You know, in my mind, sure, there are a lot of question marks about the roster, but I still think goaltending is number one. It's the most important position on the ice. Koskinen had a couple of good stretches last season, but you know overall had the stats more that you would as- assign to a backup goalie. Uh, Mike Smith, we'll see if he can bounce back after last year in Calgary. He was actually pretty good the last third of the season in Calgary, so we'll see. Uh, for me, Koskinen tonight didn't do much to inspire confidence. A couple shots over the glove in the first period. I-, I mean, I'm not expecting him to be perfect, but as I've said before, there's a reason they're called saves. you, you got to bail out your team. Um, 
as you mentioned, the first power play goal, okay, cross ice pass, the guy taps it in, but the, the, the second power play goal, Vancouver's fourth goal tonight, it should not go in. I mean, if you're killing a penalty, you're okay giving up a shot from there because you're pretty sure your goalie's going to gobble it up. So, you know, like I said, that's not a good save percentage. Four goals against on, on 23 shots. So, I mean, he wasn't good in the preseason last year either coming over to play in the National Hockey League. But a lot, I have a lot of questions about how he's going to play. And... Uh, I still have them after this game tonight. Well, a lot of talk in, in the offseason was about how they're going to fill spots in the bottom six. And then there was talk about who's going to be, you know, their sixth and seventh defenseman, who's going to step up. And all legitimate concerns and, and things that Holland and, and Tippett have gone out and tried to address. But you could fix your, your bottom six and you can find that defenseman to come in to take Sekra's spot on the back end. And you could succeed in getting the players that you need but if you don't get goaltending it's all for naught and we've seen that in the in the last number of years where McDavid has had MVP seasons dry settles had 50 goal seasons their top players have had career years and it wasn't enough to get them even remotely close to a playoff spot because their goaltending has been below average I don't think this Oiler team can get into the playoffs with just above average goaltending they need good goaltending to some nights great goaltending to be a playoff team. Uh, Koskinen had a, a roller coaster season last year. The Oilers are not a good enough team right now to have a goaltender have a roller coaster season. Smith had a good end of the year for the for the Calgary Flames. I, he will be pushing to be the starter here, but again, it's it's a question mark. Again, he's older. Uh, he did not have the full season that he wanted to last year. So for the Edmonton Oilers to be a playoff team, you can fix all the other holes in their lineup, and and they've tried to do that. But in, in, unless they get good to great goaltending, they're going to find themselves uh, on the outside looking in. So it is. this was just one night for Koskinen, and you hope that he is able to bounce back from it. But when the people listening as they're driving home right now or sitting right here watching from, from Studio 99, they've seen too many tough nights from goaltenders over the last number of years. So when they see an off night at the beginning of preseason... There is uh, a little bit of nervous nervous energy, and and we saw that sitting in the press box tonight too. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing. I mean, it, it wasn't. It, it didn't look like a one-off for Koskinen. It, it looked like the, the goalie we saw too often last season. And, and T- Dave Tippett's talked about preventing goals, and save percentages is a big part of that. And, and often the the top 16 teams in goals against are the best 16 playoff teams. I mean, they're usually you might be able to be 19th or 20th and and sneak in, you know, last year, and if you talk about save percentage, the Oilers were 27th in the NHL last year in team save percentage. The worst playoff team in terms of save percentage, oddly enough, was the Calgary Flames. They, they were 21st. And, and then, oddly enough, they lose in the first round of the playoffs. Those, though I, don't, I wouldn't put that on, on Smith. So there's a lot into goal prevention. Goal, but goaltending's a big part of it. If you can shave one or two off, even if it's every couple of games and, and even a save at the right time by Koskinen today maybe keeps the Oilers alive in the game longer. Well, there's very few teams that can outscore their defensive mistakes or can outscore poor goaltending. The Edmonton Oilers right now, and, and we've talked about it a lot, they've got five guys locked in to their lineup up in, in, their, in, their, in their forwards. Everything else is up in the air. Mm-hmm. So the Oilers are obviously with that many players still competing for spots are not a team that's going to be able to outscore shoddy goaltending. They, they have to be 
they have to get solid goaltending in the back end. They've got to be winning the 3-2 games. They can't be trying to win 5-4 games because they've shown in the past number of years they don't have a team that can score five goals on a consistent basis. So uh, Dave Tippett has always been a very good defensive coach uh, and gets the most out of his players. And I'm sure that there's going to be some tactical things that are going to change this year as opposed to what they've had the last couple. But it still comes down to getting a save when you need a save. And they didn't get that tonight. And because of that, it was a 6-1 win for the Vancouver Canucks. All right, here's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett. Great evaluation game right there. Great evaluation. Funny, I thought we were all right in the first period, and they got that third goal, and it just, everybody, the pace, our pace slowed down. You know, so you, uh, you learn a lot about people in games like that, and tonight was a big evaluation game for a lot of guys. And we'll see where, we'll see where it washes out tomorrow. Too early to get a read on Koskinen. I mean, you know, he didn't get a lot of help. First game. First game, right? First game, I mean, there's some goals I'm sure he'd want back, but it's first game. Let's move on. He'll play again tomorrow night. Dave, there are a lot of guys that have played a lot in, in some, all three games so far. Uh, given that's three games and three nights, uh, does it take the evaluation with a grain of salt in that regard? Uh, a little bit, but still... It's hard to play in the regular season, too. You get on a three games and four nights and travel, you need people that can play in those situations, right? So it's all part of the evaluation. If you want to make the NHL, there's no excuses, right? And some guys fatigue. It's the way it is. You get fatigued in the year. You get fatigued in a playoff situation, right? Pretty good, right? Especially, I, I, mean, I like that they had, I mean, they had two of their top centers in, when Beagle and, and Horvat, both good, solid centermen, so good test for our young guys. Dave, when you're looking at that position specific, and there, obviously there's different skill sets of all those guys, do you look at each player individually, say, I want yeah. him to do what he does, and did any of them stand out for you? No, you're looking at, you're looking at roles and where we need them to fit on our team in a role. That's what I'm trying to, you're trying to evaluate them for. Did any stand out? Did any stand out? We lost 6-1. I was going to say, you, uh, you mentioned Cooper Marodi having a very good game. You liked his outing last time, yeah. scored tonight. Was there anything in, in that, aside from the 6-1 loss, that you did like about his game? Yeah, I mean, he's got some points the last couple of games. That there's something to be said for that. But Dave, did you mention, is Koskinen playing tomorrow again? Yeah. A start? Yeah. And do you have an update on, on Mike? So Mike then probably won't be back till after Kelowna. He, he was on the ice with the goaltender coach this morning and uh, starting to work his way back. So he's probably, I would say, uh, I'm hoping maybe by Sunday he would be on the ice. He would be on the ice with the group. Saturday's a day off, so hopefully by Sunday. Yeah. That was a delay. There's a lot of smoke coming out of that room right now. I thought because it worked for the decision to make it, still No, it could be it could be 29, could be 31. We'll see where it goes by morning. But the one thing, I mean, these last two games I, I mentioned in Vancouver, these last two games, there's a lot of people who've got a lot of chance and lots of ice time, so. We wanted to see what people could do. I think we have a pretty good read on it now. Some are ready and some aren't. All right.
That's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett, courtesy of GCL Diesel, genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices, gcldiesel.com. Well, you heard him say it, we lost 6-1. Nobody <laughs> really stands out, at least on the positive side of, of the ledger. And I mean, after, honestly, after the first period, Rob, I'd be hard-pressed to think of a grade-A scoring chance for the Oilers. Maybe a couple of decent chances, but nothing really good. I will say this. I, I thought Yurko stood out mm-hmm. in, in the first period. A couple good shifts in the third. Obviously, the game's out of hand by then, but he, he's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, I, I think so. I think he's played well in the games he's played, and you, you like his size. Uh, actually, tonight, there was a, the one penalty that Jason took. Uh, took a great scoring chance away from Yurko as he was about to walk into one. I thought in the first 20 minutes, that was the best I'd seen Benson play. But then when Vancouver pushed back in the second and third, you didn't notice him. Now, having said that, you didn't notice very many players in the final 40 minutes as the, the Canucks took over. Um, I, I like Tippett's honesty there. He said there's some players show they can play and others have showed they're not ready yet. And it's true. Uh, that was a, a better Vancouver Canuck team. They had some good players in. And they, they took charge in the final 40 minutes. And some players looked uh, a step off. Some players looked like they needed a little more seasoning in the minor leagues before they can play at a consistent level up here. And that's what Tippett and, and, and Holland are looking for, not guys that can show you, you know, a shift or two or a period. He needs consistency. And, and he says again that some guys have played three games in a row. There's no excuses. You got, I, I need you to be good every night. And if you're not going to be good most nights, then we're going to have to find someone else that can do that. So it was a... I mean, no one likes losing 6-1, but you certainly can evaluate players. And, he, and I like what he said, too, where he said... These are the type of games that you really find out something about a player, and, and I'm sure they did. And tonight was uh, a game that has probably moved some players off of the depth chart of the Edmonton Oilers for the beginning of the season and, and have them being sent down to the minors uh, probably sooner than later. All right, 6-1 Vancouver takes it. We'll have more post-game reaction. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, live in Studio 99, overtime open line, presented by Heartland Ford. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6-1 Vancouver beating the Oilers tonight. You can text 630-630. Our phone number is 780-496-0063. This texture out of northwestern Alberta says, if you compare the two penalty kills, they are completely different. Vancouver gives zero space and time to make a pass. The Oilers continue to move slowly and watch. Been like this for years. Makes no sense. I highly doubt the coach is saying stand and watch. I think the Oilers are still too slow with a lack of intensity. PK looks the same as it has for years. Well, to me, it's hard to to judge that tonight when the Oilers had maybe four guys, five guys that are going to be in their opening day roster and the Canucks had 11 or 12. The Canucks got a number of players that are going to play in the penalty kill during the regular season and the Oilers didn't. Um, This is the third coach that's come through here in the last two years so uh, they're going to have a a penalty kill that they will work on and they'll work on it with guys that are going to be on their team but I'm not judging, I I would never judge a power play or a penalty kill in the preseason. A, they haven't worked on it B, you don't have the right uh, players on the ice or in the game to to, to play it. The Canucks had an advantage in specialty teams tonight because they had guys that will play that and have played that at the National Hockey League level, and the Oilers didn't. But having said all of that, if the Oilers don't have a better penalty-killing unit this yeah, year, again, they will not be a playoff hockey club. Yeah. If you're 30th in the National Hockey League on the PK, you're 
probably not playing after April 8th. Yeah, well, and again, back to back to goal prevention. What are two big ways to prevent goals? Goaltending and penalty kill. And don't take dumb penalties. The and, Oilers took a which, bunch of dumb yeah, penalties like, tonight. That's true. I mean, they shot the puck over the glass a couple times. Chase on, interference penalty. That's just a silly penalty. Yeah. Um, Neil with a little hook in the offensive zone. That's a silly penalty. So, uh, And then the, the one at the end, it didn't cost them at all. But the one at the end, uh, Marodi. Yeah, I mean, both hands. He, like, it was a bear hug. That was an easy one to call. So you don't want to take penalties like that yeah, when I, you're, first of all, not a good penalty-killing team. Shorthanded six times. I mean, if you think of that, 12 minutes out of 60, where you're, you're, you're not going to score yourself because shorthanded goals are still yes. relatively rare. Yes. And, and you're giving the other team. That's so 20% of the game. Well, I guess a couple power plays but, shorten them. But. but And that's in a non-physical hockey game. Right. If you, I mean, I don't know what the hit total was in this game, 21-19. I'd be hard. They must have been giving hits away like candy on Halloween because there was, <laughs> that was a non-physical hockey game. I mean, again, it's a preseason game, and veterans usually uh, don't play to their full capabilities, and it's not as, as, as ugly as some regular season games are. But when you have a non-physical hockey game and you're in the penalty box six times, that means you're cheating at certain areas. 6-1. Vancouver taking it to the Oilers tonight. The only goal scored by Cooper Marodi. Here he is. For GCL Diesel, genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices, gcldiesel.com. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you know, a lot of the bounces we didn't we didn't like, and uh, all you can do right now is you know watch the tape, reflect on what you can do better, come to the rink prepared tomorrow, and to work hard and, and bounce back, and that's all you can do. What was the primary difference, in your opinion, as to maybe not? an effort that you guys are accustomed to showing so far. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we had some good looks on the power play, but we weren't able to convert on those, and Vancouver had a couple power play goals they were able to convert, and you know, they got a good bounce on a breakaway and whatnot, so sometimes that's how it goes, and like I said, we just have to come back tomorrow really motivated and try to be better. I know there's still 46 players on the roster, so it's kind of give and take of who will be playing tomorrow, but is it nice for the team as a whole to get right back into it tomorrow against Calgary? For sure, yeah. I, I think you got to hit the reset button right now and uh, you know get some fluids in you, get some food in you, and uh, be ready to go tomorrow. On a personal level, Cooper, where are you at right now? You look like you're, you're playing pretty well. You're getting some offensive points. You talked about wanting to be a top yeah. six player in this league. Right now, you're showing pretty good. Yeah, just have to take it day by day and um, never be satisfied with success and always try to be better um, you know it's nice to, to have success but you have to prove it every single day it's a tough league to get into and you have to prove that you can be consistent and play amongst men every day as an offensive guy do you feel you have to get points to, to show the coaches that that's who you are yeah it's a big part of it I mean obviously you don't want to play to get points you want to do the right things and if points happen so be it but I think a lot of times they're a good reflection on how you're competing how you're playing and um, good things happen when you're working hard all right, that's Cooper Marodi. Dave Tippett said this morning, third line center, no one's jumped off the map, waiting for somebody to do it. Marodi, Haas, McLeod, and Malone were the centers today. Well, Malone is, I, I don't really believe in that conversation. Malone's right. a, a, a veteran AHL player that will come up if there's a number of injuries. He's an important part of the organization because he's down on the farm helping the younger players through leadership, just like a Keegan Lowe who we saw play tonight. Of the other three tonight, uh, I, I don't think Haas has helped himself in either game. Uh, this is a, someone that I knew nothing about until the Oilers signed him, and what I've seen through two games, he, he probably has more to give that we haven't seen because right now we've seen not a whole lot. 
I thought Marodi has been fine. I he's got uh, he's got some offensive upside. He, he's smart with the puck, and McLeod's got speed. But neither one had their A game tonight. Um, I think that. I mean, they've left the door open for players that are playing tomorrow night, is what they have. They, they didn't uh, separate themselves from the pack, and that's what Dave Tippett was looking for. 6-1, Vancouver rolling to victory tonight. Two goals in each period. Marodi scored in the first for the Oilers. We're live in Studio 99. You're listening to Overtime Open Line, presented by Heartland Ford. All right, final score, Rogers place tonight. Vancouver winning 6-1 over the Edmonton Oilers. The Oilers are back at it tomorrow hosting the Calgary Flames, and you heard Dave Tippett say in his uh, post-game media availability, Miko Koskinen will play again tomorrow night. He played the first two periods tonight, which was the plan, allowed four goals on 23 shots. Shane Sterrett played the third period, allowed two goals on 11 shots. I don't know if... I don't think he said if Koskinen gets the full game tomorrow or if uh, maybe Wells gets the third or something like that, but Koskinen right back in there again. Well, I, I think that's a good thing. I, I don't think Koskinen wants to, to sleep on this for four or five days or whenever the Oilers play their next game after tomorrow. Uh, the Oilers need Koskinen to be good this year. They need him to have quality starts, whether he ends up being the starter or he ends up being the backup to Mike Smith. Mike Smith's not going to be able to play 65 games, 70 games. At this part of his career, he, that's just too many. So Dave Tippett has talked about the fact it'd be great if they both played 40 games. But Koskinen has to be good this year. So you've got to make sure that he gets everything, every chance in the preseason to get where he needs to be so that they're ready to start in October 2nd and have two goaltenders and give them quality starts. Because tonight was not a quality start. Mike Smith hit with the flu last week. He has been skating with goalie coach Dustin Schwartz. So the Oilers play tomorrow night. They'll fly to Kelowna after the game. They have Saturday off, and then they practice Sunday and Monday in Kelowna. And you heard Tippett say he's uh, hoping Smith will be able to skate with the team on Sunday and then likely get into, a, I would think, two of the final three preseason games to get ready for, for the regular season. So that's what's going on with the, with the goaltending situation. Somebody texted in asking about you know, Shane Sterrett possibly being with the Oilers this season if, if Smith or Koskinen falter. Um, I would say no. And there, you know, then you might have cap issues yeah. or trying to send a goalie down. Uh, you hope it doesn't come to that. I think they'd like Starrett to be the guy in the AHL again this year, I, ideally. I, and I, I don't think he's ready for the National Hockey League yet. I, I think that he had a good year in the minors next year, let him go down, or last year, let him go down and have another good year in the minors and, and then evaluate after that. Uh, the Oilers, because of the salary cap and because of the contract to Koskinen, have Koskinen and Smith as their goalies. If they're both healthy, that is what they're going to go with and hopefully one of them or both of them will give them the quality starts that they need, but I don't see Starrett up here at all, barring injury. Speaking of goalies, Stewart Skinner was assigned to Bakersfield today. Tomorrow we might see a player in camp on a professional tryout contract, Anton Berdasov, who, uh, 28 years old, has been in, in the KHL. A big guy, 6'3", around 225. By all reports, and Tippett saying after seeing him practice, he, he has a really heavy shot, which is good. But, uh, I mean, again, this is, this is a total... You're taking a flyer on the guy. I mean, you have nothing to lose by bringing nope. him in. But totally a we'll see player well it is and i've read an article where he plays on a team with a number of other players that have tried and failed at the national hockey league level and guys that have had better records than he has and better stats than he has um 
I, I always pull for guys on PTOs. I went to one in, in pit, on one in Pittsburgh. I, I got three more years out of the National Hockey League with it. But if there was a high chance of him making this team, he'd be on a contract. So, but it also shows you that I'm not sure the Oilers are completely satisfied with everything they got in their bottom six. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, mean, I know a bunch of guys that have great shots, but you've got to be able to put yourself in a position to use that shot, and that's a lot tougher. Than, than it sounds. So uh, we will get an opportunity to see him. He's not going to come over here just to practice. Right. So we will see him, whether it's tomorrow night or next week. And and I guess you have your fingers crossed that maybe you you got a steal somewhere. But uh, that is he's. I would say he would be a a very long shot to be here on October second. I, I would think tomorrow. I mean, I'm just guessing, but Drysaddle hasn't played yet. Cassian's been battling a bit of a, a groin issue, so uh, Nugent Hopkins Nugent probably Hopkins back in. Played the first game. Maybe he's back in tomorrow. I, I would think Leon for sure. He hasn't played at all. Yeah, I, I would imagine, and I, I can tell you for a fact, players want to play. They they'd rather play than go through practice and getting bags gated, and uh, they're here to play hockey. And I, I I would think that the Oilers, who have had a couple games in a row where they've had uh, more evaluating of, of younger or inexperienced players, I would think that they might have a little bit stronger lineup dressed for for tomorrow night's hockey game. And uh, they've got a few days off afterwards, so it's not like you're going to tax anybody by playing them tomorrow. So, yeah, I would expect to see the Oilers have a stronger lineup dressed tomorrow. And hopefully the Flames send one too, because you like to see a, a game of uh, two teams with uh, putting a little more into it than we probably saw tonight. Other preseason action today. Boston beat Philadelphia 3-1. Penguins over the Blue Jackets 4-1. Montreal wins in a shootout 5-4 against Florida. Dallas getting by Colorado 2-1. And early in the third period, Los Angeles leading the Vegas Golden Knights 1-0. Dustin Brown, the only goal in that game. NFL tonight, Jacksonville beat Tennessee 27. All right, tomorrow night's going to be fun. We're here at Rogers Place for the Oilers and the Flames. On 6.30, Chad, we'll have the face-off show at 5.30. The game will start at 7 on Kissin' Country 103.9. The Eskimos will try to snap their three-game losing streak as they host Hamilton. 6.30 countdown to kickoff game at 7.30. Quarterback Trevor Harris is on the one-game injured list. Logan Kilgore will start at QB for the green and gold. Rob, we're right back at it tomorrow, buddy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hopefully a much better effort and result tomorrow night. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our engineer here at Rogers Place. Thanks to our studio producers this evening, Kellen Kennedy and Bobby Farian. Overtime Open Line is presented by Heartland Ford. You can always get more on 630Ched.com. The Canucks pull away and win big over the Oilers. 6-1 is the final. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening. Have a great night.